Welcome to our worship on the 18th of April, um, 2021, the third Sunday of Easter. Let us pray. God of glory, by the raising of your Son, you have broken the chains of death and hell. Fill your church with faith and hope, for a new day has dawned, and the way of life stands open in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. My song is Love Unknown. Reading from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 12 to 19. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us, as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life from whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you have acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. This is the word of the Lord. And now we join in the words of Psalm 4. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you nobles dishonour my glory? How long will you love vain things and seek after falsehood? But know that the Lord has shown me his marvellous kindness. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart and upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There are many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their corn and wine and oil increase. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for it is you, Lord, only who make me dwell in safety. Amen. And a Gospel reading from Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 48. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? He gave them, they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Disabled God Living Into the Resurrection Talk for the Third Sunday of Easter Nancy Island was born with a congenital bone defect in her hips. 
by the time she was 13 years old, she had had 11 operations and realised that pain was always going to be with her. She was a Christian, and as she matured, she developed a remarkable take on her faith and destiny. She said that she hoped that when she went to heaven, she would still be disabled. The reason Nancy gave for this remarkable statement was that her disability made her who she was, that her identity and character had been formed by the mental, physical and social challenges of her disability. She felt that without her disability, she would absolutely be unknown to myself and perhaps to God. She died aged 44 in 2009, not from her bone condition, but from a possibly genetic lung cancer. By that time, Nancy had taken her understanding of life and faith even further. She had come to believe that God was, in fact, disabled. The key for her was the scene described in Luke 24, which we heard today, in which the risen Jesus invites his disciples to touch his wounds. She wrote a book called The Disabled God, in which she describes the epiphany she experienced. She says, My return to intimacy with God began at a rehabilitation hospital for persons with spinal cord injuries. A chaplain asked me to lead a Bible study with several residents. One afternoon, after a long and frustrating day, I shared with the group my own doubts about God's care for me. I asked them how they would know if God was with them and understood their experience. After a long silence, a young African-American man said, if God was in a sip puff, maybe he would understand. I was overwhelmed by this image. God in a sip puff wheelchair, the kind used by many quadriplegics that enables them to maneuver the chair by blowing and sucking on a straw-like device. Not an omnipotent, self-sufficient God, but neither a pitiable suffering servant this was an image of a god as a survivor, as one of those whose society would label not feasible, unemployable, with questionable quality of life. Several weeks later, Nancy was reading in Luke's Gospel about an appearance of the resurrected Jesus. She saw how the focus of this passage is really on his followers, who are alone and depressed. Jesus says to them, why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that is I myself. Touch me and see. This wasn't exactly God in a sip puff wheelchair, but Nancy realised that here was the resurrected Christ making good on the promise that God would be with us, embodied as we are, disabled and divine. In this passage, she said, I recognised a part of my hidden history as a Christian. She realised that the foundation of Christian theology is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, yet seldom is the resurrected Christ recognised as a deity whose hands, feet and side bear the marks of profound physical impairment. This was my epiphany, she wrote. The resurrected Christ is a disabled God, one who understood the experience of the others in my Bible study in the rehab centre, as well as my own. 
encountering this disabled God became for me the source of a liberation theology of disability. Jesus Christ, as a living symbol of the disabled God, shares in the human condition. He experiences in his embodiment all our vulnerability and flaws. In emptying himself of divinity, Jesus enters the arena of human limitation, even helplessness. Jesus' own body is wounded and scarred, disfigured and distorted. Nancy Iceland offers us the remarkable insight that in presenting his impaired body to his startled friends, the resurrected Jesus is revealed as a disabled God. God remains a God the disabled can identify with, she argued. He is not cured and made whole. His injury is part of him, neither a divine punishment nor an opportunity for healing. This is a very different way of approaching our perennial questions around God and suffering and our perennial speculations about the significance of the resurrection. Luke reports that the resurrected, scarred and disfigured Jesus opened their minds to understand, demonstrating how the resurrection can open our eyes to previously unimaginable perspectives on the world, how the disabled God enables us to see our human condition in very different ways. The writer Mark Sandlin says, When you think about the resurrection, consider this insight, that resurrection is a verb, not a noun. It describes something active and alive. The resurrection is something we live into. It's not merely an event we remember. When they saw the wounds which Jesus presented to them, something changed for the disciples. It was transformative. That's what resurrection both does and reminds of us of. True love is transformative. This active transformation continues to spread through the witness of people like Nancy Iceland and anyone prepared to see that rather than abandoning people to a life of suffering and the insufficient promise of healing in heaven, the disabled God stands among us in the here and now, embodying the possibility of our living life in all its fullness, even though our bodies may be suffering and scarred. What good news for us all as we try to steady ourselves in the storm of a global pandemic which has in some ways or other crippled us all. And here we are this morning trying to steady ourselves by joining in worship, by returning gladly to the table to which Christ invites us. Nancy Iceland contended that in the Eucharist Christians encounter the disabled God. This encounter may spark in us new imaginations of wholeness and new embodiments of justice, she said. The resurrected Jesus said, look at my hands and my feet, see that it is I myself. While in their joy, the disciples were disbelieving and still wondering. If we respond to the resurrection like that with a mixture of joy, disbelief and wonder, that's a sign that God's resurrection spirit has begun to work on us too, opening our minds to imagine new possibilities for ourselves and our world, opening our hearts to play our part in making these new ways possible. Resurrection is a verb, not a noun. The resurrection is not merely an event we remember. 
It's something we live into. Let us pray. We pray to Jesus, who is present with us to eternity. Jesus, light of the world, bring the light and peace of your gospel to the nations. Jesus, bread of life, give food to the hungry and nourish us all with your word. Jesus, our way, our truth, our life, be with us and all who follow you in the way. Deepen our appreciation of your truth and fill us with your life. Jesus, good shepherd, who gave your life for the sheep, recover the straggler, bind up the injured, strengthen the sick, and lead the healthy and strong to new pastures. Jesus, the resurrection and the life, we give you thanks for all who have lived and believed in you. Raise us with them to eternal life. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy hear us. Accept our prayers and be with us always. Amen. In our prayers today, as we remember the life of Nancy Iceland and her witness and insight towards God, who walks with us, suffers with us, and allows us to see life in new ways, and open new possibilities. We pray for the work of the Brittle Bone Society, the only UK-wide charity dedicated to providing support to people affected by brittle bone disease. With the Anglican Communion today, we pray for the Church of Ireland. And in this time of high tensions in Northern Ireland, we Pray for the contribution of the church to restoring peace with justice and compassion. And in the Diocese of Leeds today, we give thanks for our retired clergy and those with permission to officiate for the invaluable support they give to our parishes. We pray today for all in our farming community. And for our animals during this lambing season. We pray for all those we know who are in ill health. Amongst them Robert Hurd, Joan Robson, the Reverend Jonathan Oldfield and Barry Martland. And we remember those who have died thinking particularly after yesterday's funeral of His Royal Highness Prince Philip and also today remembering Jane Lodge, Jean Clark, Eric Mason and Colin Booth. As we think of them, we also hold before God their loved ones. We pray for Her Majesty the Queen and the Royal Family and for all who are missing and mourning those who have recently passed at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. <laughs> 
Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladdened the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord, give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen.
we close with a blessing. God the Father, by whose love Christ was raised from the dead, open to you who believe the gates of everlasting life. God the Son, who in bursting from the grave has won a glorious victory, give you joy as you share the Easter faith. God the Holy Spirit, who filled the disciples with the life of the risen Lord, empower you and fill you with Christ's peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.